are behind and reaching, reaching forward to those things which are, which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying, by no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal and I press toward it. It's like a race, it's like a racer pressing toward the goal. It's like a racer pressing for the fine, the, the, the finish. There's one question, there's one question that I need all of you to answer today. And this is it. You ready? Is knowing Jesus your highest priority? Is it? Is knowing Jesus your highest priority in your life? What does your everyday look like? Does it look like someone who has only one goal in life? Only one goal in mind? Someone who is in a very close personal relationship with Jesus? Is knowing Jesus your highest priority? Do you guard, do you guard your worship time, my friends? Do we guard our prayer time and study time? Do we guard our heart, mind, thoughts from the rubbish things of the world? So Paul's saying, stay pursuing. Focus on Jesus and say, I will guard my relationship with Jesus more than anything else in the world. There was a really weird movie that I watched a long time ago. I actually had to uh, Google this to find this movie. It's called, uh, the, the, uh, it's called The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill But Came Down a Mountain. What a weird movie title, right? Yeah, and actually, the, the title uh, explains the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this film... Is based on a story uh, heard by the by the creator from his grandfather. So apparently, this happened uh, to a real uh, to the real village of um, Tapswell in Wales. Okay, the film is set in 1917 with the world World War One uh, in the in the in the background and revolves around two uh, English uh, cartographers. You know what cartographers are? They they make maps, right? Um, so anyway, they, they arrive at this, at this uh, in the movie, the fictional uh, village in, in Welsh village uh, to measure its mountain, okay? Just curious, does it, how many of you guys ever watched this movie? Yeah, two people. All right, two, yeah, all right. Anyway, so, so these two uh, cartographers came and they, they measured the mountain and told the villagers that, hey, guess what? Guess what we found? Um, your mountain is actually a hill. It's not a mountain. It's a little bit uh, in short because the mountain, in order for this to be called mountain, it has to be about, uh, about 1,000 feet. Anything less than that is a hill. And the man who heard this, 
He was furious. Like, mountain that I, I, this mountain that represents my village is a hill? So the next day, this man goes up to the mountain and he starts bringing all the rocks and dirt and he built a little extra hill and then told these English cartographers to come in like, hey, measure it again. And they said, it's a mountain. Okay? But something really interesting happens. That evening, it starts raining. And then the rocks and the dirt got ruined by the rain. When the villagers saw this, and when they saw the rain, what happens is the whole village, all the people, they get up to the mountain in the rain, and they start putting mud on it, rocks on it, and all of them together, they pressed toward making this hill a mountain. That's the whole movie. The villagers thought our mountain is precious. It's important to us. It's not a hill. It's a mountain. But what it shows is their passion in their heart of all together, we continue to press on towards their goal. So every time, apparently, there's rain, villagers go with the buckets of rocks and they make sure that they have a mountain in their village. I want you to notice one thing here. Paul says, one thing I do. Okay? One thing I do. Loma in the church. We live in a world of many things. We live in a world of many things. Many things. Our lives are consumed with many things. We are we're busy people, right? I hear this everywhere these days. Um, if the, it says, if the devil cannot get you to sin, he'll make you what? Busy. Right? We have a lot of things going on in our lives. We have a lot of pursuits in life. Our plates are full. And I want to remind all of you, we can, we can live our lives, we can live our lives pursuing many things or one thing. We can pursue many things and many endeavors, but your life will not count. Those things are all rubbish, dirty diapers. Okay, those things will have absolutely nothing in eternal value. That's right, dirty diaper. <laughs> But there is one thing worth losing all the others. That is Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 13 
There are two parables, okay? There are two stories that Jesus shares. Uh, he says, uh, verse 44, he says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, in his what? In his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. Let me remind you. This is a joyful pursuit. Verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When you found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Jesus said you can't have two masters. Jesus said you can't have this world and me at the same time. You can't. You cannot. You can only have one master. You can only have one thing, one treasure. Remember Job? In one day, all that he had, all that he possessed, disappeared. All his wealth, and he was a very wealthy man, all his wealth, all his fortune, gone. Not just the things, his family, he he lost it all. In one day, he lost everything, all of them. All he had left was a nagging wife. Even his health boils all over his body. Can you imagine? But you know what Job says about God? This is what Job says about God. Job says, I know my Redeemer lives and he will stand for me. I've lost it all, but I got my Redeemer. Remember Moses? He could have had all the treasures of Egypt. Think about that. Man, prince of Egypt. Hebrews 12 says, Moses refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Okay? So, Moses refused to be known as the prince of Egypt. And look at this. Moses counted disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. So Moses was not thinking about the treasures here on earth. He was thinking about what was ahead in heaven. Moses counted the suffering in Christ, the pain of living in the desert, and the hardship of leading the Israelites more worth than all the treasure and pleasure and luxury of Egypt. Remember Hannah? Hannah had everything. Okay? 
her and her husband came from a really good family, well off. And her husband loved Hannah so much. But there's one thing she desired more than anything. And that was she wanted a child. One time she, she went to the temple and she was just pouring her heart out to God. And she was, she was agonizing with God and she was praying like, God, please grant me a son. Grant me a child. She was praying so hard that uh, the priest was walking by and saw her and he thought she was drunk. Okay, church, I want to pause here, okay? Because when we talk about Job, when I talk about Moses, I mean, these are big names in the Bible, right? So it's very difficult for us to um, relate to Job or Moses. Here's Hannah. Here's Hannah, an ordinary woman who couldn't bear a child. So she prayed. God heard Hannah's prayer and granted a child. And then, and then, you know what she did with her child? That she prayed so hard for? You know what she did with that child? Okay. When I was reading this part of the, of the Bible, I was like, I cried. Okay, as you know, I'm not very emotional. Okay? And I don't know why, I don't know what's happening to me because I'm like getting emotional all the time these days. I've cried during the songs. I've cried during praise night. Okay? You know, when you sing songs like, Hosanna, of course I'm, of course I'm praying, uh, crying. But reading the Bible, I've never cried ever. And as I was reading and writing my sermon, I was in the, the front church office on Wednesday and I was like, what's this? Like, what's happening here? And I was crying because I was reading this from the Bible. Hannah said, Hannah prayed for this child, right? And Hannah says to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I'll take him and present him before the Lord and he will live there always. One thing she wanted, one thing she desired, she got it. But she still said, no, no, no. This child is not my treasure. God is still my treasure. Hannah gives her child back to God. Little baby Samuel, as soon as he was weaned, Hannah took Samuel to the temple and dedicated him. Can you do that? I know some of you have a lot more children than me. It's got to be easier for you. I mean, you're like four, right? My friends, is knowing Jesus 
your highest priority is Jesus the treasure of your life is there anything else in your life what is it what can be more important what can be more valuable what can be worth more than Jesus let us pray Heavenly Father we we come to this church this morning and Lord um, we may not have planned this but Lord uh, we realize that we've been wasting our life with the things in this world we're so busy with our family matters with our career and uh, with, with the church even and with us trying to be good all these things but Paul says it's all rubbish most important thing the most valuable thing and there's only one thing and that is Jesus Christ help us Father so that we can be the people who pursue Jesus over anything and everything in our life It is so easy for us to care so much about these things in the world. Our looks, our popularity, our career, getting ready for retirement, and my family that I love, my friends that I love, and even like putting my religious activity here and there. Oh, man, Lord. But by doing this, sometimes... can even miss Jesus and completely miss the point so Lord help us to learn to sacrifice my life and give my life to you and it's no longer my life but it's your life it's no longer I in this life but only Christ Jesus Take it all, Father. All of me. In Jesus' name, amen.